What's going on traders? Welcome back to Benzinga. We got stock market movers ready for you guys like always. I'm ready to go get into the action. Today we got Sean Cruz, head trading strategist at TD Ameritrade joining us today. Uh, super excited to talk about different aspects. We're going to take a look into the investor movement index. We'll take a look at the recent action. A lot of questions to get through with Sean to stay tuned for that. And of course, we got a lot to talk about in the market, the golden cross. What does that mean for the markets? What's going to happen? We're seeing it fight right now. It seems like we're getting a little bit of a pullback. Was this from the China balloon or was it more the five-week winning streak coming to an end? We'll take a look at cloud concerns for big tech. RH coming with pre-announcement out there. Tyson Foods coming down. AI just wants to continue going. Will AI break today? We'll find out. Hit the thumbs up. Let's get it started. Stock market movers, you guys know where you're at. This is Money Mitch. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers all the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism and I want to breathe more than any man alive. All right, team. Are you guys excited to get into the action? Say hello in the chat, especially if you're new to the show. Let's get towards the stocks and we'll take a look at what's going on in the action right now. And of course, we'll talk all about the Golden Cross. Wonder if you, how do you guys feel about the Golden Cross? We'll get into it. Now, one thing that I clearly see though here, and I wanted to point out, I tried to make this evident in pre-market prep, is that when you're looking at the 200-day moving average, we're still not seeing that start to uptrend. We're still seeing the 200-day downtrend. And I think it's important to understand that one thing you want to be looking for is for that to change. Very simple example would be when, when we got the death cross, right? I'll show you guys that right now. When we got the death cross here, and that happened back here, you guys can see how the 200-day was still moving up. The 50-day was moving down. A little bit later, it took a while. It took even uh, kind of over a month, over two months to try to get it to really start trending down. And that's when we started to getting this hit here. That's really when we started falling off the tape, right? So one of the things with this being mentioned is that I'm going to actually look for a pullback here. I think you're going to get that pullback. You'll get the opportunity if the 50 can stay above the 200-day to start seeing the 200-day start to uptrend. If that does happen, that's going to be another sign that I can go into the bullish tune, right? I've talked about this 420 mark, but I'm also paying attention to my moving averages. And I think it's important to take a look at. Today, we're getting a pullback. I talked about it on pre-market prep, or not on pre-market prep, on live trading, that we could pull back to the 9 EMA around 407.50s. Right now, we're at the 409.70 uh, mark. We've been kind of battling here. We cut through for a second there on the 409, but really quickly recovered around the 408 10s. We'll see what happens today. It seems like it's just a battle type of day. 
It could rip by the end of the day or could cut down, right? I think right now you're seeing the battle, but bulls still in control. Bears not taking re-control. And the only time I'm going to say that the bears take re-control is if we crack right back down through that 400 level. Cracking through that 400 level could get us back into the channel, which would be below the kind of like the 393 area. If that does happen, I think the Bears will take re-control of this market. But for right now, Bulls have control. And with that being said, I'm not fighting the action either. Now, one area that I will take a quick review just to start the day. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's get into more of the outlook. I have been taking a swing trade. I took first profits. want to let you guys know because we talked about it on this show. XOM today down there towards that 110 was able to take some profits on that little cut down low here. Um, taking some profits on XOM towards that kind of 110 area. Now I'm going to look for it to continue down further towards the 106 and the 105 area. We'll see what happens on oil. Can it continue to crack? We'll take a look a little bit deeper into this trade when we get into what was hot and what was not. And of course, stay tuned. I do got some more swings on and want to let you guys know about something that we're going to be working on here on Benzinga. So smash the like button. Let's get them up and let's keep going into the market. First, I want to take a look, just an overall outlook into big tech, right? Uh, big tech reported last week, of course, Microsoft actually moved up after the earnings, even though it gave warnings, right? Um, if we take a look there, Google, Google did the same, right? Getting uplift, even though it gave kind of not the best earnings report, right? We saw it also in Amazon, also getting that uplift. Not hanging out though. If you see on Amazon, this quickly was short-lived. We did pop up there, but it's been going down and kind of downtrending. This showing me a little bit more. Now, one thing, of course, with these three big tech companies is that they all showed deceleration in their cloud-based storage and servers. I think this is definitely important because cloud is where the growth has been. And if that's not going to be there this year, how will these tech companies kind of handle that? Well, right now, you can clearly see from their revenue growth, they expect to see declines. And they talked about slowdowns moving further and further into the cloud space. Well, this is the kind of concerns that I think are going to play back into these big techs to bring them back down. Of course, for right now, it seems like we've been on a technical run. A lot of this having nothing to do with the fundamentals themselves, right? I think that's something that we all need to keep very clear. Is this a technical run or does this have the underworkings of the fundamentals? Do the valuations make sense up here? Should we be seeing stocks just ripping through the roof, the dash for trash trade, right? A lot of the growth stocks coming back. One of the major questions that I'll be asking Sean Cruz coming up, our guest today, is all about the growth and is growth back. We'll find out a little bit more. Let's keep going here. Catching up with the chat. How are we doing out there? Easy. EKS. The Tang claim. Computer quantum. Quantum computing is the next theme. Mm. Save that one for what was hot and what was not. I got some tickers in the quantum space. We might have to bring on my man Niccolo Damasi back on. Not to give him a shout out. Is the big shake coming, Benzinga, says EKS? Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I think what it all has to do with is the focus going to go back to the fundamentals? 
is the focus going to back towards the PE outlook? Another thing that could be happening right now is seasonality. Seasonality tends to play towards tech names and growth names in the first quarter of the year. In the second quarter of the year, it goes has a tendency of moving back to value. Something to keep in mind as we work further and further down the first quarter. All right, we'll see. We had the January effect. Will we get the February effect? Questions to be asking ourselves, right? The Crow, Easy Mike, Sabrina said she sold her AI on Friday. Power to you. We'll talk a little bit more about AI coming up in a little bit, but definitely it's been a monster move. Shout out to you guys. Tanya, Talk Tesla says, Tanya. Hmm, I have something up my sleeve for Tesla. I will let you guys know a little bit later in the show. Stay tuned for that. Smash the like button. In a few minutes, we're going to get into our interview. Let's go to that AI as we keep seeing the AI sympathy continue higher. Let's take a look how the stock is trading today. Of course, the stock has been moving based on, of course, I would just say the ticker itself, right? I have no idea really in the long run how C3 AI will do. But I'll tell you right now, this to me looks more like a parabolic move back up. And it's come from, you know, kind of that 10 period all the way up there to 26. Today I was looking at it and it looked interesting for me on the cut down through 28. But you would have to risk probably all the way up there, at least in my eyes, towards the high of the day, which was 30.92, maybe 31 on that risk. So it was a little bit of a higher risk trade, right? We'll see what happens on this AI, but it's been so hot as of late. Is this trade finally starting to peak out and coming back down? Some things that we all need to ask ourselves there, of course, how far will these run and can they continue to run, right? There's a couple of AI names that have been making moves. We'll see if the sympathy can continue just driving these stocks higher. Of course, you're going to start seeing multiple companies continue mentioning the AI. I heard like, uh, I think it was Google that had like 40 something mentions of AI in last week's report, things like this, right? We're going to continue to see. We need to kind of catch these early. Try not to be too late to the party because the party's going to end someday. And we got to be careful when these stocks come right back down because it could be a quick move. Just to kind of put it in perspective, today on the it went up towards that 3092. Looks like it was going to go to 31. And really quickly, you're back down 15.46%. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get out of AI. There's one more I want to cover. It's one of our earning stocks today, which was Tyson Food. Let's go there. TSN, Tyson Foods down big, not bouncing back. It tried to get a little bit of a bounce back to that 61.50. Couldn't really get a closing on the 15-minute chart a little bit higher than that. Uh, their EPS came in at 85 cents, missing the dollar 36 estimate. Sales at 13.26 billion, missed the 13.52 billion estimate. Tyson Food uh, did give fiscal year revenue outlooks of 55 billion to 57 billion versus the 55.14 billion consensus. We'll see what happens there. Definitely not the area where you want to be right now. It just seems like farm products, um, packaged foods out of favor right now. We can take a look at those, but definitely farm products overall not having the best day. Uh, let's get towards some of those. You can see ADM also starting to come back down today. Archer Daniel Midland. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Is this getting a hit off of that TSN? Well, you can see how hard 
Tyson Foos got hit today. We'll see if it's able to get through the daily supports. I would put it back 60-50. You can see we just cut through there. Coming back, we'll see if we cut back through and going back through the 60 on the lower end. That could keep us coming lower. Uh, C-A-L-M. I know uh, Colmain Foods, everyone was watching it for kind of the eggs play. Um, it doesn't seem like that's happening right now, right? We'll see if it gets the ramp back up through like 60. But for right now, it's just been on a big pullback. We'll see if that keeps breaking down. And just to mention some other areas that have been breaking down, packaged foods. going to keep my eye on like a, a Kraft Heinz company that recently really broke down, has been pulling back. We'll see if this can keep coming down here. All right, that's going to do it for Tyson Foods and some of the packaged foods. We'll get out of that conversation and we'll get into today. Like always, there's going to be more coming up. We got what was hot and what was not. We'll get into some other headlines out there. RH giving some pre-announcement. Children's Place getting a pre-announcement. And we'll talk a little bit about Dell letting go some jobs and an upgrade on Spotify. Let me know in the chat. Are you guys using Spotify? I know I've used it for like a month or two. Would love to hear if you guys are using it. Let's get into our first interview today. You guys smash the like. Sean Cruz, head trading strategist, TD Ameritrade. Let's get to it. All right, Sean, how we doing? It's good to have you back on. Let's start taking a look into the action. I did get the recent report of the Investor Movement Index. What's the recent action? And what does that show us about retail traders? Yeah, I think one thing, if you look at 2022, um, I mean, it was pretty much retail sentiment was just trending lower and lower and lower throughout the year. Um, yeah. And it looks like we've bottomed a little bit and we are starting to see things turn around somewhat um, in that space. And we're seeing clients want to go out there and take a little bit more risk. And that's consistent with a lot of other market measures of that that we've seen. If you look at, say, the VIX, that volatility index down below 20, down below 20 means there is risk appetite out there. The market yeah. is willing to look at that. And everyone's talking about some of the economic weakness. Markets usually look about six months to a year beyond um, what is sort of right in front of us. So I think in the near term, people are concerned to some extent about a slowdown, but markets are probably looking out past that slowdown into the other side. And that's where you start to see um, them go out there and look for opportunity in some of these names. Yeah, I know that everyone, at least the bears out there for sure, were looking for some speed bumps last week with the FOMC meeting and the big tech earnings. What do you think about those after we've gotten through that? Do you feel like this rally still has some legs? I think we're going to be seeing a little bit more volatility. Certainly that Friday, that jobs report number was incredible. There's a lot of traders and I was, was actually down on the floor that afternoon and a lot of traders weren't really sure why the market really took off like it did. I think yeah. some people are just trying to convince themselves that Powell's going to be a little bit more dovish or there's going to be a rate cut. I don't really see that happening, at least from where we're sitting right now. But certainly that strong number means potentially the Fed's going to have to do more to get inflation lower. But it also means if you were looking at maybe the potential for a severe recession, you don't get a severe recession when you're adding a half a million jobs in a month, um, you know, like we had uh, last Friday. So I think that's where you're going to see these countervailing forces in China coming back online um, actually has a, a lot of interesting implications for markets and where some opportunities might pop up. Um, but I, I think you're just going to see this back and forth 
uh, counter of the countervailing forces probably going to drive a lot of volatility. So I actually think you could end up seeing the VIX moving a little bit higher if that does start to show up, um, and you you might get some some interesting entry and exit points. But the thing is, for people who are, are tracking the markets, people watch your show, for example. Mm -hmm. the, this back and forth trade is actually what traders like. Traders aren't always, I'm long, I'm going short. They're really playing the, the ebb and flow of the market and choppiness is actually a trader's friend. Yeah, it, it seems like definitely a day traders type of market. And, but we'll see if we can stick to some of these trends. You recently put out an article highlighting that jobs number and you also had a chart on there that I thought that was very interesting. I'm actually give that link for you guys to follow some of these blogs that are put out by Ticker Tape and TD Ameritrade written by Sean Cruz right here. And I want you guys to check these out because I think they're very well written. Just want to give you that feedback, Sean. I enjoyed looking Thanks. through them. Um, I brought in here uh, that chart that you were talking about in there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. It seems like there's two major building blocks you stated of the economy that could possibly could be suggesting a little bit of a slowdown. Yeah, you know, and I, I think the big thing for me is if you're looking, um, are you referring to the, uh, I put a lot of charts out. Are you talking about, the one, are you talking about the, the one with that goes through a lot of the wage growth or are you talking I about- I got copper and oil, copper and oil. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I, we always like to, to pay attention to the commodity markets and they're mm -hmm. really actually helpful for tracking quite a few things. And you were actually talking about Tyson Foods earlier. You could actually yeah. could have seen some of that weakness in Tyson Foods if you were tracking commodity markets because mm. you can tell what their margins are going to be. You can see what yeah. beef prices are doing. You can see what grain prices are doing here. Um, but certainly if you're looking at, at something like say crude oil, I actually think it's interesting that you're seeing crude oil. And I was talking to another trader about that this morning is it's coming down here into this interesting range um, down around that, that $70 level. It's a pretty yeah. well-defined support area. That's actually something we're, we're keeping an eye on here to see if that holds. I just talked about how China coming back online. It's actually, if you look at Germany, had some factory data overnight that was stronger than expected. There was some PMI data out of the Southeast Asia region that actually showed new orders coming back online as a result of China reopening. And so you would actually expect if that is the case, we're seeing factory orders really start to pick up. Why aren't we seeing crude oil moving higher? We're actually seeing it move lower. And that is something, you know, traders don't always have the, the exact answer. Here's why it's doing what it's doing today. So that is actually something traders start to keep an eye on. I talked about this ebb and flow of a market that's a little bit more choppy. When you're looking at something like this crude oil chart um, and you're asking yourself, if I really think manufacturing demand can come back online as a result of China fully reopening things, then maybe this is that opportunity to trade the ebb and flow of crude oil when it's actually moving down towards a support level. Um, so that's probably the, the biggest chart that we may I, I put it out there in, in the note but some traders and i actually were talking about that this morning and some of the interesting price action that we're seeing there yeah i was pointing out to on like kind of the xle how we've kind of had like a you could call it a double or a triple top last time we went up there to 93 really rejecting from that price action so wondering too also seeing that same kind of price levels in the 70s for crude oil wti will we finally get into the 60 handle and how will the stocks perform then, right? We'll see what happens there. Let's keep moving. Um, of course, rotation seems to be coming out of the strong sectors last year. And growth stocks starting to get the lift. Are growth stocks back? Or should we be keeping an eye on some of these sectors to come back into play? I mean, some of these companies, and I talked about people are starting to maybe look a little bit further out. 
no one's worried that Amazon, uh, Apple, those, those companies are going to go bankrupt anytime soon. So yeah. I do think after the year that those companies had, um, it, it makes sense they're going to see people start maybe looking beyond some of the turbulence that we're seeing right now. There's some encouraging um, signs coming out of China if that can help uh, clear up not only supply but demand issues. And you were talking about Tesla um, earlier before I came on. That's actually a, a name that was really popular. So we've seen a lot of our clients want to go in on, on they, they do look at some sort of like a thematic type of an environment and they pick and choose individual names based off of that. AI is certainly an interesting one that you were talking about. But if you look in the electric vehicle space, um, Tesla is one where they're saying there's some potential benefits to Tesla um, over China coming out there and reopening. The interesting thing going on in the space though is Tesla may have just started a little bit of a price war, so to speak, um, in the space by cutting price. You, you have to go out there, but that's just also something I think a lot of people saw coming. That's the nature of competition, why competition's great. It actually can can serve the the, the uses of, a, of a customers better if people start competing for their business. But that's something that isn't gonna affect Tesla was the first mover and they, they're often the first mover in a lot of things, but you've seen the other electric vehicle makers come out and have to follow suit. But there are there are some analysts now saying this China reopening and, and not just the easing things a little bit, they've really flung the doors wide open that actually could maybe be a little bit of uh, supportive for a company like Tesla um, selling some some new cars there. Also seeing Rivian is another interesting one. Um, you know, Ford actually cut their stake in Rivian. I thought that was something that people actually saw as a, a good use case for Rivian is, hey, they're partnering with, with a big company like Ford. That's got to mean, that means, you know, maybe Ford sees something themselves out of this company. But um, I do think Rivian's another another firm that still has a lot of interest from people going out there. Amazon's still buying a lot of um, trucks from them or has orders for trucks um, for their fleet. So um, Rivian and Tesla were, were two pretty uh, interesting names that stood out uh, over over the past month or so out of our uh, retail investors. Yeah, it didn't do bad at all on that Tesla, right? If you did get it somehow closer towards that 100. Let's talk about those China stocks. It seems like they recently been on a little bit of a pullback and taking an eye on like PDD, BABA, those types of names. Do you feel this is an opportunity here on the pullback or could China leave the rally right back down? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who do see this as an opportunity. If you look at, at a lot of, of these Chinese stocks and they have a lot of um, indices out there that look to track those, um, I mean, they got as bad as we talk about some of the uh, the big local tech names here, how bad they got hit last year. Those China stocks got hit pretty hard. And, you know, Neo is another company. There's kind of three companies I, I would say are, are really popular when we see um, client uh, interest out of. Chinese uh, companies, and there's Alibaba, there's um, Neo, and then there's JD uh, companies. So those three names are always very popular. We actually saw volumes and activity in those names pull back, not just here, but at the industry level last year. But I think this reopening in, in China um, and the, the potential for consumer demand to come back online um, is something that, that will drive interest. But it's not, I don't see this as being like a, a move like we got meta where this, these stocks immediately reprice 25% um, you know, overnight. I think it, this yeah. is something where people are going to be keeping an eye on China as a whole, but then also how these companies participate. Even after the recent balloon issue? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was kind of curious how things were going to open today. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, the geopolitical situation, it's only heating up more and more, but these a lot of these these companies, they're, they're so interconnected in terms of their international footprint. 
um, it, it's not as easy as you've made us mad, we're cutting it all off. Um, we've seen a lot of, there's the headline and then there's sort of the, the fact uh, of what really happens. Some of these companies are finding ways around that. I think AMD modified some of the chips they were making. So, okay, hey, what's the, the technology of concern that's hitting these sanctions? And you're like, we'll, we'll make a new chip that kind of does everything but that. Not going to be as profitable, probably not going to charge as much, but companies will, will find another way around that. But once again, it's going to be a driver of volatility. What goes on with China, you layer in geopolitics on top of that. Um, but fortunately, if you've been following the markets for the past, what, three or four years, I mean, throughout the Trump years, there was already a lot of these geopolitical issues driving volatility. So this is a, a continuation of that. And you have a little bit more of a look back in terms of a playbook to see when we start going tit for tat, what are the areas that are a focus? And then how do those those companies and, and those areas of the market respond? You can go back and take a look at that and, and try and keep that in mind when you're setting up trades now. Excellent, Sean. Last one I got for you. Of course, it seems like lately we've started to get a little bit of disconnect with fundamentals. Could you see this continuing and getting these kind of technical squeezes? Uh, I do. I think so. And I think the biggest disconnect, there's, a, there's quite a few I, a, a disconnect from fundamentals we've seen out there. There's just yeah. the brute fundamentals of what we're hearing from companies. Some companies are pulling guidance. Some are, are talking about just the uncertainty and the outlook. Um, and you're, you're still seeing the market charge higher. The biggest disconnect I see, there's the, that fundamental disconnect. That gives you an idea, actually, to me, of where when markets maybe snap back, that potential landing zone you can look for and, and keep an eye on. So it's always important to have that. Look, if I think this stock is trading at a 25 multiple, the PE multiple, and it should be at 18. Well, now if things do snap back, you kind of have an idea of what price level puts them at that 18, uh, 18 multiple for uh, earnings. Um, the catalyst, and I think what is really going to be where you, you get a little bit of a reckoning from this market will be the expectations for the Fed to pause and in some cases cut rates by the end of this year. People may not be saying that, but it is priced in. We can look yeah. at the futures and, and see where things are being priced in. There's still the potential for a cut being priced in currently. The Fed, it's certainly not coming from the Fed, um, but that to me is, is where the market is focusing more on the, the potential for a Fed who's going to turn accommodative um, six to 12 months down the line and, and potentially cut rates. That to me is where that disconnect is coming from that's driving multiples higher. So if you want to say when, if we do get some sort of a correction or a pullback and it's significant, I think that the market coming around to the Fed's not cutting rates anymore will be the catalyst. But if the Fed maybe does signal they're going to cut rates or they're going to take their foot off the brake a little bit sooner than some expect, you actually could maybe see some of the laggards then come through here and join some of those um, companies that are trading at a higher multiple. You also could see some of those resistance levels get blown right through it as people start to reprice for a different fundamental environment. So I still think choppiness in the near term is going to be base case. Um, but at some point, either the market's going to be right or the Fed's going to be right, one of those two, and, and we'll break out one direction or another based off of that. Yeah, definitely. I want to go ahead and give you a chance, Sean, to talk about all the kind of education and webinars that you guys give at TD Ameritrade that can benefit those retail traders out there. I'm even going to throw in a link here for kind of those free education courses that you guys already offer. Yeah. Anything else that they should be checking out, Sean? I, th I think going there is a great place to start. We actually do live in-person events as well. Um, I'm going to be speaking at one um, in Scottsdale. 
um, here coming out March 18th, I believe. So if you're in the Scottsdale area um, and your your client, come on, sign up. It's free. I think we even we have a little cocktail hour at the end. Uh, if, nice. if you need nothing else, come out for the free drink, nothing else. And, you know, uh, yeah, there's also lunch provided. So it's great to get out there. We actually get some of our favorite or best features for Thinkorswim um, that have become very popular. We actually get going out to these events, talking to clients. They tell us what they hate about the platform, and then we, we try and make some improvements around that. Um, so if you have any of those ideas, send them in or, or come on out. Um, but certainly go check out the, that free education because it's uh, it's pretty good. We actually use real AI. And I know it's real AI because when the developers are talking about it, I had no clue what they were talking about. So <laughs> it, it actually sits on an AI engine that gets PhDs on there. Um, brilliant team. And it actually is a little bit more reactive to you. So it's not like, oh, you're an equity investor. Here's 50 equity courses. It sort of yeah. tailors it to each individual um, person that comes in there. So it's certainly something cool to check out. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you always coming on. Sean Cruz, head trading strategist, TD Ameritrade. We'll have you back on, Sean. Take care. All right, that's going to do it for our guest today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And yes, check out those links. Why not some free education, right? You can't go wrong with free education. Definitely keep pushing your levels, traders. And I do like that we talked about there. It's important to think about, right? Is there some more opportunity there to this run? We'll see. Jobs number definitely shook up a lot of attention out there and eyes were moving left and right. We didn't expect to get that. Now, I think the hard part really and I've talked about this, is where are we moving? Are we moving to a soft landing narrative? Are we moving to a no landing narrative? Are we moving in the hard landing narrative? Three different narratives that are out there right now that I feel like are taking control. Which one will take control in the next couple of weeks? That's something that I think we all need to keep in mind. Another thing to keep in mind is, will this growth trade turn around? Will it turn into the February effect? Or maybe it's just the first quarter type of year where we're getting that growth, the technology trade to come in early, and then it fades off towards the second quarter. Something to keep in mind, right? Let's get back to the action. Let's go take a look at what's going on right now in the SPY. SPY right now is kind of just sideways, trying to make up its mind, I feel like. And I feel like it could do a little run and then kind of come back. So I'm not fighting this tape. I'm just kind of watching it just go sideways right now. If you look at it, essentially from the, uh, this uh, 4.05 a.m., we opened at 4.10.25. We're right below that. Not losing much altitude. Kind of a sleepy market today. We'll see if it wakes up, right? Will it make that move back towards 4.13s? Or will the move be back down towards the 4.07? Coming lower, something to all keep in mind, right? We'll see what happens there. Let's get into what was hot and what was not. Then we'll get through all the rest of the headlines. And of course, you guys save some stocks. We'll do some ticker time. We'll get into that action. Let's keep going. And of course, we got some earnings this week that we all need to keep an eye out for. All right, let's keep going. Let's get into what was hot and what was not as we take a look into the sectors and the industries that we're moving today. If you could take a look, what do you see? Everything in the red from the open. That leads me to believe that, yeah, this is a deep pullback, right? It's not like one area is not getting hit, right? Now, what's getting hit the most? I think that's where we're going to start. We're not going to start on what was strong, right? We're going to start on what was not hot. What is not hot right now, it seems like basic materials. Quick pullback today in certain areas. Aluminum, 
Big pullback there. AA getting a hit there. Down about 5%. And if you look at from yes, uh, from Friday's close, really starting to take the hit. It's on the pullback now. We'll see what happens if it starts to break down. It seems to me like this is wanting to get back to 55. Couldn't do it. Now could really start breaking back down through the 49s, coming towards the 45s. We'll see what happens on aluminum here as it is starting to turn around. CENX is another one that you guys can be looking at. We'll see what happens there. Century Aluminum Company. All right, steel also turning a little bit around. Be careful there. That one's been strong as of late. We'll see if steel dynamics, names like that, can stay. I was taking a look at X to see if that was going to play a little bit of catch up because this one had been a little bit of a laggard. Doesn't look too bad on the 15 minutes. Could still continue to run. Pulled back into the cap zone. Caught that gap. Starting to come back. We'll look to see if X has a good day tomorrow. But definitely uh, Steel Dynamics and these other Steel players really getting hit hard today. We'll look to see if they catch the dip or not. Out of Steel, Silver getting hit hard. Copper. Uh, silver, I'm pretty sure that's just the D, the dollar uh, kind of taking the, the next uh, leap back up. That I saw was strong earlier. Let me go to the DXY really quickly. Yeah, I see it up about 80 cents, continuing since this morning. Um, so it's just continuing on the uptrend for the dollar index. That's going to affect silver. Will also affect gold. You can see it kind of sideways right now. Coal slightly getting into the green again. We'll look to see if BTU can actually start trending to the upside. I actually like this level if it can come back through 29s and then 30s, right? On Friday, we went to 28.93. We'll look to see if we get back up there. If this doesn't keep going, I have a feeling we're going to get a nasty turnaround to the downside. But we'll look for the chance above 30s, going back towards 32 and 34s on Peabody Energy. That's BTU. Another one to keep on watch, AMR, right? AMR is one of the favorites, has been holding steady, holding strong, tried to get through that 175, but you can see here how it's starting to let go. That doesn't look great if it starts to break down here. We'll see what happens there on AMR. All right, getting out of the basic materials, real estate also taking a pullback today. Not an area that I'm going to go shorting by any means. Um, these stocks have been really strong as of late. I'm not running in front of this train, uh, but just wanted to keep, keep it on the radar. Uh, if anything, I feel like this is an opportunity for like a name like this, like PSA, uh, public storage. It's been strong since the beginning part of the year. I don't see this one turning around anytime soon. So one that I'm keeping on my eye, PSA, and we'll see what happens there. All right, let's get out of the real estate area. Communication services, T-Mobile taking a big hit down. I was even looking at this one for a 150 breakout to the upside. It got the move for just one day, went up there to 152.15, now starting to take a hit there. Be careful there in T-Mobile as this looks like it's starting to break this long-term trend. If it breaks the 140s, it could easily be at 138s, back to 135. This one looks like it's starting to get heavy. We'll see what happens. Uh, Verizon, just to kind of put it in perspective, this had already made a move, looking like it's starting to pull back. Doesn't look like this is going to go anytime soon. And AT&T looks like this gap fill looks really nice right now for it to just kind of fill back. And then it could make another move up. But for right now, I can see this pullback on AT&T. This has been strong for a while. I have a feeling that you'll get a turnaround there. We'll see what happens. 
All right, getting out of AT&T and communication services, energy taking the hit today. I've talked about it. You guys know I'm swing short on XOM. Let's take a look at the action in the XLE and some of the other names. Don't even need to look at XOM anymore. Just going to keep a look at some other ones. This is what I was talking about when I was talking to Sean, that I could see kind of this topping area uh, happening on the XLE. You can see topping here, right? You got some topping action here. Now we got that recent topping action. Is this it? Is this it? Or are we going to pull back here and then finally break? Something to keep in watch, right? If we come back to the 75, I definitely think this is broken and you're starting to come back down. We'll see if this is able to catch the bid down here at the 80s and come back towards the 90s. If you're a bull, you'd want to see it get back there towards the 94 and start closing above 93s. We'll see what happens here on XLE. But just to kind of show you guys different charts, right? You can see that on Chevron, look how weak it's been. Even though it gave a huge buyback, it actually came down off of that. That's not good levels to see. We'll see if this starts to break. Oxy also talked about the long-term trend line. Will this start to break here coming towards the 57? We'll see if Oxy finally lets go. MRO, another one that you can see clearly coming down. And even one that I really like, Valero. Talked about this one last week, how it's starting to really come back, back down fast, and it could start breaking the trend. Even the one that I like, Halliburton, it's back there towards 38. It's, not, it's hanging in there, but not looking strong by any means. All right, getting out of the oil names. We'll see what happens in energy, if that's continuing the area you want to be. Technology has been really strong, but look how quickly you start to pull back. That's where we got to be careful. You're seeing names today, Apple pulling back, Microsoft, Google pulling back, NVIDIA in the green, actually. Interesting to note, right? We'll see how that turns to the end of the day. Does that turn red? If that does turn red, be careful because it did bounce back. Probably caught some bulls. We'll see what happens if this can keep running. TSM down big off of the China news, right? Off the balloon outlook. It seems like at least that's why TSM took a hit. I'll take a look to see if there's any news on TSM. I didn't see it that it got hit off of news, but I'm looking at it right now. Uh, looks like we have some something out here. Let's see. Trading lower. Several shares of Chinese companies trading lower after the government shot down the balloon. That's that's what we wrote about. I, I don't I don't think that's exactly it, but hey. To each his own, right? That's how that's how the media can be. And even myself, my own media, Benzinga, putting that out there, right? That's how it is right now. We'll see if it's the balloon. We'll see if it's a China turnaround. I think that we got to keep watch to see what happens. Baba's actually into the green today from the open. So is PDD. So keep that on watch. I think that's important to take a look at. And these stocks have been pulling back. Will they find support or will they start cracking? That's what I'm keeping my eye on, on Baba, JD, PDD. These names, uh, even Baidu, has been strong as of late. Will this turn around? That's one thing to keep in mind. All right, catching up with the chat. What's going on out there? How we doing? EKS, TSM, huge run since December. Yeah, it was a Warren Buffett play, right? I'm surprised if he hasn't taken the money and run. Uh, we'll see what else is going on there. How we doing out there? Cold down 40% last month. Yeah, probably not where you want to be, right? We'll see what happens on... Uh, <laughs> We'll see what happens on natural gas finally. That would be the harder one to figure out. You guys know what's going on in natural gas. Please let me know. Please let me know. 
All right, let's keep going. If you guys don't have a stock or anything to take a look at, looks like the crow wants to take a look at a at a big ripper today on the day. Uh, 390s on SECO. Mm, it's, it's holding there. It's holding. That's why I like using the deeper time frames. You can see it on the one-hour chart, right? One-hour chart holding really well here. We'll look to see if we get above that. But looks like you had that kind of higher lows, higher lows, held that 350 pullback. We don't want 350 to break now. We wanted to get through that four, back through that five. We'll see if it gets through SECO and that $5 above. 350s, I see as support. I wouldn't want it to get back down there again as you've had, what, three bottoming actions in that level, right? And a lot of times when I look for this bottoming action, like you just got out that 115, 352, you get this reversal style candle. What does this look like? This looks like a nice little bullish reversal, right? Especially if you can close the candle towards that four, it's going to look more like kind of that bullish engulfing look with a nice little hammer candy at the bottom. We'll see what happens. This doesn't look too bad. Can it take out the four on the upside? All right, uh, Sabrina X Air. I'll take a look at it. Let's take a look. Uh, Beyond Air medical devices. Hmm, this one just kept up the trend so far. Let's go to the daily really quickly to see what other levels I can see here. Uh, I can see it just trying to approach back towards eight, but I don't know how much further towards eight you can get. You are getting a little bit of a pull back on the day. Up one, down one, up two, down two, up three, down three. It needs to hold now towards the support. I would put it towards the 740s, uh, but definitely want to see that area start holding, not cut through the 740s, get back up there towards 770s and start holding. Uh, one hour chart can help you on that. You can see how it could pull back towards that kind of 9 EMA and then start taking that next step up. But this one's not anything that I see like it's too big of a move because uh, the daily does have some resistance once we get towards eight. Tesla and the spy. All right, let's go to Tesla. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Hmm. All right, I'll tell you the truth, team. I was trying to get short on Tesla earlier today. I did get short on Tesla earlier today. But then as I did more and more research, I realized, man, this hourly chart looks like we want to come back through towards the 196, 197 area. So today I had an average. I already could, I already got out of the trade team. So I just took the smallest, smallest profit on Tesla. I had 195.50s, right? I can see what on this chart. I'm going to show you guys what I see. A lot of times, you know, you might not see the same thing I'm looking at. That's what it's all about. That's why it's a market, right? But I see this one up action. I see that one down action. I talk about this all the time, the rule of three, right? I see the second resistance action right by the 198, and then we pull back. Now we're starting to create that second layer of support. Now we go towards creating the third layer of resistance, back up towards 198. Now we come back to support. We make this kind of fake out move to the downside here, and you guys can clearly see how we went back towards this kind of 190 area and started holding that. Now, I'm looking at that 190 area as it's the support right now. Of course, it could still like kind of cut through that, but I wouldn't want it to see it cut through 190 if I was a bull on this. So I think about this also like if I was trading this bullish, what would I look at now? I'd be looking at that 190 level, right, for downside breakdown, right? Another thing that I'd be looking for is an attempt to come back to 198. That's the fourth attempt. That's where we should get the breakout. So what I'm going to do is actually look for that attempt to come 
Come back up towards the 197, 198. Fail through that 199, 200 run and then turn around. Don't want to be early to the action because very easily you could squeeze through these highs, these prior highs, which are 199 and 196.75, and boom, you're right back to that 200. I'm not going to get in front of a train, and I feel like Tesla right now, there's still some traders still trying to trade it back up through that 200. We'll see what happens. Can it make that run? I'm sticking to my rule of three, respecting it. Today, I did take the trade. And caught myself, said, you know what? I'm in the green. I'm just going to take some profits right now. Take it off the table. This is not my process approach. So I cut it, team. We'll see what happens. What, what will Tesla do a little bit later today? I'll let you guys know. You guys can keep up with my, of course, my Twitter to find out if I do get in that Tesla short. You guys, like always, add me. Um, that's going to be at MoneyMitchBZ. You guys know it. I don't have at the close today. We're going to start working on something with swing trading towards the close. That's one thing that I want to work on more and more. So I'm going to be working on a swing trading show for you guys today. But that's not going to start today. I'm going to keep watching this. I'll let you guys know. This is my style of trading. This is what I like to do, team. And a lot of this would be kind of what? Having good risk to reward, right? So like, let's say if I even got short here in the 196 range, That'd be off the 200. That's about four points risk. I need to at least make like 12 points on the downside. So I need to understand that I always got to keep what? Profit to loss ratio in my head so that I don't fall off my probability. I usually like to stay between three and one and four and one outlook on these trades so that I can make, you know, four times the reward for one times the risk. This is very important to me because it makes me not even have to be 50% accurate to be in the green. All right, let's get back towards the action. Of course, you guys can throw up other names that you guys see making moves. Do you use VWAP? Joel does not use. Yeah, I use VWAP, but not like many use it, right? I use VWAP. If you're trying to day trade off of VWAP, I understand that. I understand that outlook. I understand that way. And maybe maybe you're an anchored VWAP type of person. I could even show that. I do have anchored VWAPs here uh, by Alpha Trends. But what I usually use that VWAP is more is more to determine the line in the sand, right? Where are the traders really buying this? So it seems to me like if I follow the 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 VWAP, it's somewhere in kind of the 195 where we keep battling, where the average price will probably be within this last couple of days, right? So that 195, we keep fighting that level. We're not really getting above that level. That's why I want to give it one more chance to try to break out above that level and then look for the fail. If it fails before then, so be it. I'm going to be okay with that. I did give it the chance here when it popped up towards 196. That's how I was able to get that 195.50. But then when this sideways action came, I took my took my money and run. And like always, I don't want to be too much risky uh, early into the move. I want to start with the move and then add to the winner. We'll see what happens. VWAP, of course, volume weighted average price. And what does it really do is the VWAP essentially gets the volume per tick. So it's tick plus the volume. How much does that add up? And then there's a formula for that, right? And what it really is is kind of a moving average that has volume included in it. That's why people use it in the first place. 
A lot of people use this as more along an outlook too. A benchmark is if you're a trader for like a company, right? Let's say I was a trader for Goldman Sachs, right? Well, I want to be able to beat the daily VWAP. If I can beat the daily VWAP, I did my clients a favor, right? I did them a service. So that's another way to think about it. VWAP has definitely gotten to the point though. I will say this and I will say this with a grain of salt because I even still like VWAP, but too many traders are now using the VWAP, which slowly but surely takes away edge from any strategy. So it's just something to keep in mind, right? I feel like too many traders are starting to use it. So it gets to the point where the edge slowly goes away. All right, we'll see what happens there. Getting out of VWAP, there's some more stocks that you guys can take a look at. The AI market lately. Hmm, I saw some quantum names mentioned earlier. If you guys got tickers, throw them up. We still got about 10 minutes left for the show. I can talk about some headlines like Spotify and Dell, but I don't mind going through ticker time if you guys got some tickers to check it out. All right, let's go towards some other stocks. The Crow, it's going to $5. <laughs> Let's take a look there. How's the AI dragon? Is that starting to come back down? Will this crack on some of these? Quantum computing also has some different names. I, I saw some getting some lift today. I was looking at a, a name like IonQ. What would happen on a day like this to a stock? Um, was watching it on like a 15-minute or maybe it's an hourly. You can see how it kind of was sideways trending towards the upside. Now starting to break down, right? I don't know if this quantum computing AI play was going to play out forever, right? I did see Unity strong early today, and look how that's starting to get weak. It just shows me right now. Growth trade is on, right? It's still on. We can see this in ARKK, sideways action. You can see it on the daily, right? It's been pushing, maybe trying to just fill in the gap, and then eventually we'll get that nice uplift. But right now, not much going on there. But I do got my swing trade of the day. want to let you guys know this one was taken on live trading. So if you're not catching live trading, I don't know what you guys are doing. But let's get to it. Here is going to be AVV. And why am I taking AVV right now? Well, let's show you guys where I got it today. Was able to add on some of these. And this was AVV here. Was able to get an average at 145.27 has been letting this work all day long. It did get really close to stopping me out and I had a stop set, so it would have stopped me out. I had a stop set at 145.20. It pulled back, didn't catch me on the pullback. Now coming back towards 146.28. Will we get through the high of the intraday, 146.33? Looking to see if we can get to the next level back up towards, let's say like 150, 148. That won't be looking too bad. And the big thing for me on these drug manufacturers is that they've been pulling back significantly, was looking for them to catch a little bit of the bid today, and they are getting a little bit of a bounce. The only question is, will this hold? Something to keep in mind. We'll find out, right? Also keeping in mind this GSK, I feel like it could make a nice little push above 36 if it ever gets there. But we'll see what happens on names like drug manufacturers. Took my shot today. In some of these. All right, catching up with you guys. <laughs> Triple BY money. Oh, good Lord. Let's take a look there. Oh, man. It's starting to get the lift there. That's that's pushing like no tomorrow. Looks like Bed Bath and Beyond still pushing, even though it might be going out of 
It's just crazy. Bankruptcy companies make lifts. That's just how it is right now. That's the type of market we're in. AMC getting some volume with that push, right? DME getting some volume. Will Carvana get some push back up? Mm, who knows? Will AI come back? I'll tell you one thing. I feel like this AI with a 28, it let go, but we'll see what happens. Triple BY with a big old push. Man, I'm not even giving technicals on that. <laughs> that thing's insane. I can't believe this. people still buy this company. That's to tell you the truth. But hey, opportunities are opportunities, right? I can't blame them. Uh, <laughs> Redbox, oh, good Lord. AMC preferred DraftKings says Alvin Smith. I'll go with DraftKings. Let's go with something a little bit more serious here. Uh, DraftKings has been making its way back since that 11 bottoming action, right? It was back down towards 11, came back up through the 14, has slowly just stair-stepped up. I think this eventually pulls back a little bit, but we aren't looking too bad on DraftKings, right? Monthly starting to go sideways. That's good levels to look for. Eventually, we'll look to see if we can get back above 20, that's going to be the nice kind of bullish level to look for. But for right now, I think you're just going sideways. You need to see what happens with uh, gambling overall if it's going to come back into favor. It hasn't been something that has been talked about often as of late. So another one that I'd watch for to see if we get the momentum starting to go is Penn. Look how Penn is just sideways. It could reject that 35, come back through 30. But if we do see it get to 40, that's where I'd pay attention to seeing some reversal come back to the upside on Penn and start pushing. That's when I do think that you'll get also DKNG to continue pushing higher. We'll see what happens on those sports uh, plays. Shorts got greedy, Mitch. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's tough. It's tough. And the shorts do get greedy on Triple BY. But why would you short this? This is another thing. Crow, if, if people are shorting Triple BY here, I wouldn't be shorting it because the truth is it's probably on a borrow right now. It's super expensive. It's another thing that's affecting it is that how much more do you got on the downside? What you got $4. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen triple B Y squeeze more than $4. So I don't know if I want to keep fighting that. Right. And so in my eyes, I wouldn't be shorting a stock like triple B Y because it just doesn't leave me any room for real profits. And now if I was shorting it while it was up there at 25 or 30 or 28, well, that'd be a little bit different story. Then I can maybe just stay to the name. But right now, I'm not attacking triple BY. It doesn't make sense. The only way to play it, I think, if anything, would be to the upside here. But we'll see what happens. Playing with fire. We'll see what happens. Triple B going back to 30. So many people continue to short it. I can't believe that, Julie. I can't, really. And if they are, I mean, how much more are you going to make on it? It's a tough trade. All right, Super Bowl coming up. Not much discussion on DKNG, burning cash and losing money. Exactly. Super Bowl's coming up. And after the Super Bowl, how much do you get more in betting? Not much. I'll wait for next year's NFL. And as we get closer towards maybe Google getting the Sunday ticket next year, maybe that gets the lift in DKNG. I usually look at it uh, a week prior to uh, the pre the preseason started. So just to give you guys a seasonality outlook when we finally get back to that. 
All right, that's going to do it for me today. It's 156. I'm going to start wrapping up here. Let's take a look at the overall action. The SPY still just going sideways. Let's go to the Tesla Dragon. You guys can see it's just holding that 194. Let's see if it gives me that 196 run. I almost don't want to miss a team. Every time I go to lunch at 2 p.m., I get just straight up destroyed on missing a trade. So I'm going to stick around. I'll let you guys know if I do take the swing trade. And I'm going to be working on bringing a swing trading show for you guys towards the close as we don't have at the close anymore. If you guys want to catch at the close, you guys are going to have to go to premarketprep.com and join the Premarket Prep Plus crowd. Uh, that's going to be Joel Alconan. I won't be a part of that show just to give the outlook there. I'm going to be keep doing stuff here on Benzinga. We'll see what we put together for the close. Maybe a swing trading show, something like that, where we can take a look at some swing trades. What I'm going to do is also probably take more swing trades, just keep them a little bit sized down so I can manage the risk like always and just try to see if I can find me a little butter out there. We'll see what happens on Tesla. Will it get another drive? Will the SPY keep pushing up a little bit higher? One stock that I'd keep on watch, right? Stock that's strong, Apple. Apple seems to like never let go right now. Seems to have that bottoming action right here at the 151.75. Will it start taking up to the upside? Keep your eye out on that. We'll see what happens there. And look for those squeezing types of stocks to continue. It was been an interesting day. A lot of stocks still in the red. Look to see if you start seeing some sectors leaking into the green. Defensives, financial services, healthcare are the closest ones, but it could always come from another one. We'll find out. Hit the like button on your way out. Hope you guys enjoyed all the action and everything that we do here on Benzinga. Hope you guys are enjoying the book club. We had another great talk yesterday on trading in the zone. And a lot of this was just getting into the flow of things, right? We all need to be in the flow. And sometimes we're going to be in the zone. Sometimes we're not going to be in the zone. So if you guys want to keep up in your skill, join us on the book club. We'll keep pushing forward. I'll see you next time. And yes, no at the close. Uh, looks like you'll have to join Joel Alconin, Pre-Market Prep Plus, to go ahead and catch at the close. I will do my best to bring you guys a new show, Swing Trading Focus. That's what I'm looking at right now. We'll see what happens. Smash the like button, and we'll keep going right here. Benzinga.